Beyond Blossom refused to be categorized. The podcast. <laughs> Today, for something a little bit different, I am joined by my glorious assistant and paid troll, Zita. Hi. Yeah, I really think paid troll should come before assistant. Just... Paid troll slash part-time assistant. <laughs> there we go. Full-time, Full-time troll. troll. <laughs> yeah. yeah, perfect. Perfect. You know, like I was watching Conan O'Brien has a podcast called Conan Needs a Friend. Um, Is that with his assistant, Sonia? I love them. I love them so much. I love them. And I was like, wow, that is actually the closest uh, example of our working relationship that I've seen. I was watching, I think, an interview with his wife and she was like, it was so sweet when Sonia had her baby. He was like one of the first ones there. And she was like, I got a glimpse of what he'll look like as a granddad. <gasps> and I was like, stop. Stop. As a granddad. It's oh my God. So adorable. And then, yeah, they troll the absolute shit out of each other. I love it. A hundred percent. And there's like so much love there. And I also, I feel really inspired by Conan because like, by all reports, he is supposed to be just magnificent to work with. Yeah, I've yeah. had that too. Yeah. yeah. So he is like boss goals, really. He really is. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so in this podcast, I thought I'd have you on and I thought we would do some questions where people have already uh, written in a whole bunch of business and marketing and whatever the fuck else questions. And we would answer them because that is fun. Yeah, we always have fun doing these and we've got some really good questions. So, oh, sexy. Um, All right, let's start I'm it off. Good. Okay. Well, so our first question is from Debbie. Um, and Debbie asks When working on your business, how do you make a decision on what to work on and when to stop working slash perfecting a task? Do you stop when you reach a certain quality level? Do you stick to a strict schedule? Or are there any other deciding factors? Uh, I work to deadline, so um, otherwise things will never get done. And um, Zeta just snorted because, <laughs> wow, does she know that? And does sometimes does that annoy the shit out of Zeta um, for good reason, for good fucking reason. Um, I get it. Like it's that I used to do the same when I was at uni. Like I would start a 7,000 word assignment that was due at midnight on a Sunday at mm-hmm. midday on the Sunday. Like, so I do, I do, I fully get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like, I wouldn't even start at midday. That seems like a little crazy organized there, Zeta. I would start at like 7 p.m. Oh, no, no, no. Not with psychology essays. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Right. A little bit longer. A little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good on you. Good on you. Um. Yeah, so I just go off deadline, like as in like I've got this thing that I need to produce by a certain time, it better fucking happen. And I kind of know when it's like at the like acceptable standard. Um, it's not going to be I – I just don't think that anything's ever going to be perfect. So like you just do the best you can and then like do the thing and it will be enough. Yeah, and I think one of the sort of core tenets that we often work by, which you've – talked about quite a lot is the done is better than perfect Mm. um and so you know we'd much rather have 
a product or, you know, whatever it is that we're working on done and sent out and then we can kind of tweak as we go along. Um, but yeah, as long as, you know, it's what we said we're delivering is delivered. Um, you can always kind of go back in and fix things and as you have ideas and Mm -hmm. edit, otherwise you'll just end up doing that forever and never actually publish whatever it is that you're creating. It's true. And I think like, um, you know, there's often been like, or I've created something and then, you know, in week one of like the, you know, if we're doing a live round or whatever, everyone's asking the same question. I'm like, oh, okay. Right. And so like, I'll just add in a whole extra like chunk of video or module or whatever. Um, or at any point in time, if I see people are consistently struggling in the same place, I'll be like, it's fine. I'll just create something to add to it for, for next week. Um, so it ends up becoming, um, yeah, just a, a more comprehensive flow. And it also means that we also, because we take that approach, we don't really get a huge number of questions about stuff because things are already pre-answered in courses. Because when we see it happening more than once, then we try and just fix it at the source. Yeah. Cool. Um, next question. Also, next question is from Dimity. And Dimity asks, I'm always in awe of how much Leone and you, so me, get done in a week. How, as work from home entrepreneurs, do you stay focused on the tasks at hand? I find I get so easily distracted. Um. So there's quite a few things here. One, I don't have social media um, allowed on my computer. Like I use self-control app or block site and there's more than just social media on there. Like the, like all the celebrity gossip websites, all of my like dirty secret websites, Reddit, you know, I love like um, the best of Redditor updates. Like I just like, yeah, that's my guilt, guilty pleasure, but all of that is blocked during the work week, uh, the, sorry, the work day, like at nighttime, I can fuck around and look at whatever. Um, that's really helpful because what I find otherwise, as soon as like a task gets a little bit tricky or annoying, you just immediately just like type in Facebook, see what's happening, scroll, scroll, scroll. I also don't have any social media apps on my phone, so I can't do any scrolling that way. Um, that really helps with that. Um, and I think also just like knowing how you best work as well. Like when there's tasks that I'm really struggling on, me and Zena, we do body doubling. So we'll get on a, a call together and we don't even have to talk to each other. In fact, I'm just like, do not even speak to me. Um, <laughs> we're just working. We're just working. And body doubling is where you've got somebody in the same room or even online that can really help. Um, that, that just really helps for an energy level, especially for neurodivergent people. You can also use like free services like study hall, um, or Zeta will watch, um, like study with me videos and have that going on a screen while she's working. That really helps. And we also have like group chats going. We have one called accountability, big girl sluts, because <laughs> Of course we do. And that's where like all our team members, it's completely optional. It is not required as part of their work day or anything like that. Everyone just shares their task list for that day. And that includes self-care items, life items, like care options, all that kind of stuff. And then we just like celebrate when people get it done. So those kinds of things help. Do you have any more suggestions to that, Zeets? Um, I've sort of 
sort of flowed in and out of different things over the years. So um, back sort of when I first started working with Leonie, I would kind of, I had sort of more set hours in terms of the hours that I would work between. So I set them myself and I would usually work between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. And those would be my work hours throughout the day. Then sort of as my life changed and and things happened, um, I that didn't work for me anymore. It wasn't achievable. And so um, I sort of now will set kind of work hours the day before. And it's more just in my head. I make a decision. Do I have want to have a morning day or an afternoon day? Um, and that helps because it means that when I wake up in the morning, I'm not like, Ooh, when do I start? <laughs> it's like, I've got, I know, okay, no, today I'm starting at 12 and I'm having an afternoon day or I'm up at eight and I'm having a morning day. Um, so that's really helpful. Just kind of setting like an intention the night before of when I'm going to work. And it also takes that like decision paralysis away and helps with that kind of demand avoidance because I'm like, no, I it's in the schedule. Like this is what I have to do. I don't have to make a decision as to when to do it. And then the other thing that I found really helpful was having a dedicated workspace. Um, I'd recently gotten into, I mean, I say it's a bad habit it, and it was in response to, I think, having chronic pain and some other health conditions where I really could only work on my laptop if I was sort of pretzeled in bed or on the couch. Um, But now that things are a little bit more settled and stable, I was like, I really want to work in my office again. Um, But I didn't like, um, I mean, my office desk was an old dining room table. And so it wasn't a very functional space. So I sort of was able to buy a new desk and just kind of decorate everything um, a little bit sort of nicer so I'll just spin it around and you can see like I've got my desk and some decorations and Leonie brought, bought me that lamp for my birthday um, and so having a having a dedicated space I think really helps with um, with just kind of sitting down and immediately being in the zone of, okay, I'm in my workplace. So mm. now I do work. Mm. That's a good idea. I also like, I do have like a fairly ritual, like in terms of when I work as well. So um, my routine is always that I take the kids to school in the morning. My husband and I do errands. We spend time together Um we will either go see his parents or we'll, um, you know, just do things that need to be done. We'll spend a little bit of time together. And then I usually start work around maybe 1130, 12 o'clock. Um, and then I finish at two-ish to go grab the kids from school. Um, and that's four days a week. And then I also have Pilates one day a week where I don't work um, I just go to Pilates and then I go sit at my favorite bookstore and drink tea and eat cake and read books. <laughs> Live in the dream. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's probably the other thing. I also only work four days a week. So I work Monday to Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that having that three day weekend of like two days of rest, one day of just running my own errands or appointments or whatever, um, 
really helps with sort of separating the work from I'm just resting today. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's going to work out well that I've now got Pilates on your day off as well, because then I'm not going to send you annoying messages. I mean, I'm probably always going to send you annoying messages, but less annoying messages. Oh, well, great. I look forward to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We do like, oh, one thing I should say, and this, I don't know if this is helpful or not. We do have, like, we have a large number of group chats, um, and but we always like have intentions for them. So that we've got one for work where we only talk about work stuff. And then we also have one that is just, just absolute slapper chat. We don't talk any work in there, even though it's only work friends in there. <laughs> and then we have accountability, big girl sluts, which again, is just all the same people, but it's only for accountability lists. It's very important. Yeah. yeah. I think it, it keeps things clear, which yeah. is very helpful. Yeah. It's it's good. Like, and also because then I'm like, okay, I'll put something in the work chat, but Zita's not going to answer that hopefully until when she's actually back at work, but you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Uh, so Ella asks, uh, hi Leone, I'm only starting Starting out my new web design business and to support the one-to-one work, I've created an e-course for beginners on how to build your own website. I have no email list yet. What activities should I focus on to start selling and move my business forward? I only have two hours a day available, so I need to be very specific. Thank you. Mm. Uh, So I always teach something called the two-page marketing plan. There's a whole workshop on it in the academy as well. Um, Basically, you get a piece of paper and it says, where are all my people hanging out? So where are all the people hanging out that need your create your own website design business? And that might be in Facebook groups. They might be following influencers. They might be um, going to visit these specific in-person stores. They might be Googling specific phrases. There's a bunch of questions to answer on my little um, printout in there. And then on the other page, you think about, okay, how can I help them? Like what, like how can I get in front of them? What's a way that they can find out about me? So, you know, things they might be Googling is like, they might be Googling straight away. Like, how do I build a website for free? That kind of stuff. And seeing if there's any ways that you can enter into that market, whether that's through um, affiliate relationships, whether that's, that, that's through paid ads, whether that's um, through like organic traffic, that kind of stuff. So that's where I would be looking at. Awesome. Um, Anonymous asks, what are your top three tips for building a membership? One, your sales page is critical, absolutely critical. So um, the more time that you spend on your sales page, the best. If you don't know how to create a really compelling sales page, you need to use Salesstar, which is my sales and copywriting and sales page program, very comprehensive uh, and that is also available in the academy. Um, and um, so sales page is really important. Testimonials are really, really important. Um, and so having ways to continually create, like receive testimonials. So some things that we do, are we will have testimonial competitions where uh, we ask people, Chris, create a three minute video um, you know, sharing about your experience in the academy, upload it onto YouTube with like review of Leonie Dawson's Academy. Um, 
feel free to share it along. And people, the person who has the most amount of likes on their YouTube video at the end of this date will win this and we'll have like a huge amount of prizes. So people like we'll get like maybe 20, 25 video testimonials from that. Um, and video testimonials are really, really great. Um, they just add an extra level of power to it, which is really great. Uh, another thing we'll do is in every single course we run, there are a um, like little form people have to fill out as they go along, asking them their aha moments, what their like change, like what things they've received because of doing that. And then we can use those for testimonials as well. Um, and then we also have systems like if we see any nice comments in our Kajabi course software or on social media, we will screenshot that, add it to the sales page and keep it in a folder to use for marketing as well. Yeah. Oh, that was okay. only two. Sorry. Oh, There's yeah. another fuck. <laughs> One more. <laughs> One more. I think those two are really good though. I think also just making sure you're clear about what people need and what would be helpful. Like, so we are always asking people to submit suggestions. We do polls on what people want to see next. That kind of thing is really useful. Anything that you can do to increase your membership retention is hugely, hugely useful. Um, so we, on average, we've been like our, our membership renewals, about 80% of members will renew for the next year, which is unheard of in the, like the membership space. Usually it's like, maybe five to ten percent but um we make sure that we just deliver and over deliver to people so that it's just an essential service to them perfect um laurel asks i would like to start my own business but i don't have a clear idea of what business i should start how would you recommend people work to figure out what they can offer oh yeah again sorry to sound like a broken track record but but broken record but um i have a workshop in the academy called how to decide what business to do just because i create workshops because people ask me the same questions again and again so i'm like i'll just create a workshop put it in the academy for people um i should say here because it is important this month the academy prices are doubling so currently you can get all of my courses workshops everything i've created and it's over eight and a half thousand dollars of stuff and you get it for under $99 a year US. Um, but the prices are doubling at the end of November. So go to leonidawson.com forward slash academy and you will get that. And you also lock it in at that price. So whatever price you sign up at, you get that for the rest of your membership. So if you keep it for the next five years or whatever, you only keep paying $99 a year, even if it's $500 a year, $1,000 a year, whatever it goes up to, um, you will get to keep it at like the cheapest rate possible. So an absolute no brainer. So uh, in terms of... What was the question? Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, just before I reread the question, I will also say, because we've had a couple of people ask this in the support inbox. Oh, yeah. If you currently have a $99 membership and you continue to renew that for the next couple of years, you'll be locked in, like we only said. If you then cancel that membership and then six months later decide you want it back, you will have to pay the new price. Mm. So then the... the um, you will honor the existing price of the membership for as long as you continue that membership. If you cancel it, then you will have to re-sign up at whatever the price is at that time. 
Yeah. And of course you can cancel at any time. Most yes. people won't because they're like, fuck no, I'm not giving up the $99 price point. Um, yeah. But yes, you can absolutely cancel at any time. And also you don't need to like, if you are already signed up for the Academy, there's nothing else you need to do. You'll keep on just getting renewed um, for EBS at yeah. the cheap price. There's nothing you need to do to change that. Perfect. And so the question was, how would you recommend people work to figure out what they can offer? Oh yeah. So one, I would write down a list of absolutely every idea you've ever had. And like, you're like, oh, I've thought about this. I've thought about that. I don't know if I'd be interested in this. I'm not sure I'd be interested in that. Then look at the list and be like, all right, what is like the thing that I could just try next in the next 30 days? Whether that is playing with it in that area, testing it out, seeing if there's something that you could offer um, at a price point or see if there's a short workshop training that you could do around it in order to see if that's like something that you might figure out how to do. Like the working out what to do phase is really like play and exploration phase. And I think it's the most amount of fun ever. I remember when I was in that play and exploration phase, um, you know, I just remember this massive list of all the things I'd ever thought I could possibly maybe do. And then I would just like try them out. Like I did fucking belly dancing. All right. Like I did um, like illustration courses at university. I did, um, I ran, like I did live coach, life coaching online. I did wedding photography. I ran spiritual retreats. I did tarot card reading. I just did fucking everything under the sun, you know, just to try it out and see what it was like. And then some things I was like, yeah, that was fine, but I don't really know if I would always do that. And then some was like, oh, that is gold. I'm always going to do that. Awesome. Um, next question. How did you build such a huge email list from Anonymous? There's no silver bullet. The silver bullet is knowing that your mailing list is really, really important to your business success. And so placing priority on that. Ways that you build your mailing list is stop putting so much fucking focus on building your social media followers and start putting focus on building your mailing list. Like what can you offer people for free, like a lead magnet or a webinar or something that makes people just go, oh yeah, uh, I will totally give you my email in exchange for that. That is such a good, like, that is a valuable transaction to make. Um, send out regular content that is helpful to people. I often get people say like, oh, your emails are the only ones that I'll always open because they're always helpful. There's always something good in them. Um, also, um, if you spend more time building your mailing list, you will earn more money because people on your mailing list are 40 times more likely to buy from you than a social media follower. So even when I'm sharing on social media, at least once a week, we um, remind, like we offer like a lead magnet of some kind to get people onto our mailing list and to like, like get them onto our banging mailing list. So we put a lot of priority. We use opt-ins, like we use opt-in monster to create uh, opt-ins on our website and um, also launching. Launching is a really good way to grow your mailing list. Offering um, live stream parties and webinars is a good way to grow your mailing list. So there's lots and lots of ways of doing it. It's just creating action and testing and seeing what works for you. Perfect. And so our last question is from Wendy. 
And Wendy asks, how much of your blog posts and email writing slash prep do you do versus your assistant? I tend to like to do the writing, get it started and pass it over to someone else to insert links and such. But it sounds like you two do the opposite where she preps it first and then you review. Oh, um, the vast majority of stuff that's like original content is written by me and I just do it all myself pretty much. Um, with our sales copywriting, a lot of it, like we, because I've already rewritten a lot of stuff, Zeta or one of our other assistants can go back through and put it back together, like, you know, for another round, like a, for another launch. There's some stuff that's like, you know, when we're pr promoting podcasts that Zeta just totally does all of those. And um, I've reviewed enough of them. She knows pretty much how I'd say things anyway. Is that, do you reckon that's correct? Or is there anything else? I'm yes. Missing? So, I mean, with the podcast, like I am essentially following a bit of a template and then what you've said. Um, previously, I have written sales emails in a document and then you've gone through oh, and yeah. occupied. Um, But that happens less now because we've got so much content that we can repurpose and kind of re- do um any blog post that is like a more of a diary entry I have nothing to do with those whatsoever other than maybe inserting a graphic or pressing publish um that's all Leone um yeah I I I don't really copyright that much anymore um I think it was really it, helpful when I was really burnt out from it I was like please mate can you fucking do that yeah. So I'd say we sort of cycle through. So it kind of adds to that like flexibility that we have where if if you're in the zone and you've got the capacity where you can just go full like on whatever you're writing, then that works great. And then if you don't have capacity and you're like, we need to send a sales email out, you know that you can come to me and be like, please, for the love of God, just write something. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's happened many times. Um, yeah, so so yeah, I'd say we're now at the point where you will you create whatever it is and then yeah, either myself or one of the other assistants will go in and insert the links, format it, add the images, whatever whatever. Um that's sort of what it looks like now, yeah. I would say. I think there's no like wrong or right answer to it. Like for me, writing is one of my big favorite things to do um and of course like with like the personal stuff that it's so intimate that I can't outsource that um so yeah that's just what's working for us now what what, what might work for another person and at a different stage it's completely different just whatever can help you continue turning up and continue helping people in whatever form I think that's the most important thing yeah, 100%. Well, that was our last question. Oh, for my God, we freaking nailed life. that, babes. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I did such a good job copy and pasting everyone's questions into a document. Oh. <laughs> Assistant of the year. 10 out of 10, babes. 10 out of 10. I'll, you. Get you a, I'll get you a little trophy. Maybe I'll get you that citrus reamer I found in the spotlight today. I don't want it. <laughs> oh, really? I was devastated yeah. to hear that. Uh, <laughs> 
if you're ever wondering like, oh, I wonder what Leonie's business communication looks like. It involves me texting Zeta from Spotlight this morning. I'd found this thing that was like a, and I said, oh my God, I didn't know Spotlight was selling sex toys now. And it was like, we you know those citrus juicer, like those kind of, I don't know, just round things. And it was called a citrus reamer, R-E-A-M-E-R. I've never heard such dirty words in my life. No. And and then the last and like the last thing you actually did buy me was that toilet roll holder that looks like a sheep. Oh my god, you shut up. That's the greatest thing that's ever happened to you and you know it. I mean it is in my bathroom and it is filled with about nine toilet rolls. So yeah, but they don't fucking complain to me. And I bet every time you look at it, you go, worst boss in the world. <laughs> Yeah, well, I just got a notification that all your birthday presents have arrived. So, <gasps> bitch, I'm so excited! Oh my god, I can't wait! And now I have to think about like what terrifying things I'm going to get you for Christmas. So that's lovely. <laughs> lucky me, lucky you. Well, it's luckiest assistant. <laughs> All right, my friends, that is it for today as Leonie Dawson refused to be categorized. Don't forget, you have like 20-something days left to get the Academy, um, everything you need in order to start and grow an incredibly successful business. Um, on the end of, to the end of month, leoniedawson.com forward slash Academy. All right, we'll see you later. Bye.